12 of Not Your Girlfriend's podcast. Uh, I have special special guest with me today uh, named Anonymous E. Say Hello. hi, E. Hi. I'm a bit shy. Sorry. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about yourself without too much. Um, your age, um, where you're from, and if you're single or not. Um, I am... 25, so suffering through my quarter-life crisis already, and I'm from New York, and I am single. You are single. Yes. Great. (laughs) (laughs) No shame in that. And we'll see why in a few moments. (laughs) Um, So this week we're going to talk about kind of your um, experiences, uh, shared experiences, and... um, yeah, so you've had a couple relationships. Yes. Uh, how many would you say? I would say two to three. Two to three. <laughs> um, and how would you describe those relationships? Um, they were interesting. Uh, they were like a learning experience. I, I don't know. They were, you know, relationships that you have when you're young and some go on for a lot longer than they should go on for, but I definitely have learned from them and realized what I want from a relationship, so. Um, So I uh, have been friends with you for a long time, and I've known you through these relationships. (laughs) So I'm gonna like targetedly ask, would you consider these relationships toxic? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, or at least I know the one in particular that you're speaking about, and yes, I would consider my past relationships for the most part, toxic, or at least to some extent, but yeah. Mm. So, um, kind of like, how did you get into your first toxic relationship? Because I feel like it starts like any relationship. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think there's something to be said about the mental state that you're in when you enter a relationship that may not necessarily occur at the time, but hindsight you realize that maybe that wasn't the best time for you to enter a relationship. Um, but, uh, quick flashback. I was in college. It was my first year. I guess I was, you know, like everyone's kind of dealing with the freedom, wanting to a little bit more, meeting new people. And then met this guy. He was nice. We kind of, we, we were friends and I, um, felt open and honest with him and, I wanted to just remain friends, and I think he wanted a bit more. I refused a few times, (laughs) and then I gave in, and uh, he wanted me to, I guess, test out the relationship. And I got into it. I think I got into it for the physical reasons at first, and Mm then um, later on, I was just like, well, I guess this is something that I can do, you know, work on me and relationship and being a girlfriend and all of that. So it's kind of um, in the realm of you don't really have to be in a relationship to have sex and you also don't... um, I mean, I think sex is a big part of any first relationship. Yes. Because it's probably the first time either of you have are experiencing it, right. or at least con- like consecutively. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think there's sort of attachment with sex, emotions, all of that. I mean, a relationship, of course. But yeah. um, 
I mean, when did, like, the signs of it being, like, toxic, or you're, like, were ever thinking, okay, my friends aren't going through these problems, and I am, right. and, like, did you feel, like, comfortable, like, even talking about your problems with your right. friends? Um, I think that's why I'm talking about the mental state of um, where I was, because I don't think that I was capable of reaching out to my friends for whatever reason. I kind of felt like a shut-in, um, and I don't know if it was because I'd moved away, I'd gone to college, it was kind of a new experience, I shouldn't have jumped into relationships so quickly and I kind of threw myself into that versus throwing myself into other work and kind of made being a having a relationship being a girlfriend a priority um which you shouldn't do and you should also you know focus on other things I mean true (laughs) fucking ballet but like I remember my first relationship and I was like the perfect girlfriend yeah I made fucking heart-shaped brownies (laughs) (laughs) little sprinkles on top yeah like of course when I exceed expectations yes of course and um I think you should also pay attention to how much the other person is putting into the relationship as well and the balance of it all. Um, And it's a mind, body, soul sort of connection and you want the other person to kind of give that to you and, you know, kind of also pick up on the signs. Like, are they just in the relationship so they can have sex with you or are you actually getting and figuring out things about them? Are you figuring things about yourself? Do you feel that you actually are compatible? Compatibility to me would just be the fact that, you know, your conversations might just really be um, be wholehearted and you're actually getting to know the person, but at the same time, it's your first relationship. So, of course, you're, like, putting all of your emotions out on display. Yeah. and There's not a lot to either compare it to either, yes, you know? Yes, exactly. When it's your first relationship, there's right. no, like, benchmark for <laughs> what is healthy and what is normal right. or, like, quotes of what if nothing is really normal, yeah. but I guess what is acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... When you find out that at a point you're just kind of enthralled with each other for no other reason than just the fact that in your relationship, then maybe that's not good. Um, Maybe you should be, you know, branching out and hanging out with your friends and... You know, the heart does grow fonder with a bit of absence, but, you know, there's definitely a fine line between all of that, so... Sounds like you guys were together a lot. Yes, we were together a lot initially, and then, um, so much so that I feel that my work at the time wasn't, um, up to par, so moved back home, and, uh, so then it became long distance, so long distance relationship after a year, and I think that's probably when the toxicity happened or uh, or at least the beginning of it um mm-hmm, and like just you know wanting to see each other more and the fact of like oh we're not gonna see each other as often and kind of like that heart-wrenching like oh my gosh like I really love you um and now it's the new obstacle is how do we find more time to see each other and of course money and transportation comes into play and who's gonna see who more often oh and then it's kind of more of a, a resist, not resistance. Resentment? Resentment. Thank you. Resentment. Um, when you are, when you're the one who's seeing the other person more and then of course everyone has like, they forget and like, no, I saw you like two times more than you do. And like, and then that's kind of a fight on in and of itself. What makes that different to, I guess, someone else just going through a long distance relationship and then not being able to see their significant other? This toxic one? Mm-hmm. I would say 
the controlling aspect of feeling as though any free time should be devoted to seeing the other person right versus you know like all right i know that you've been over or you know like we do have friends and we can both hang out with them and Mm. we'll see each other and make time whenever and i i remember that time um because i was also home at the time yeah i was taking a gap year i think and we usually come over to my house where we would go out and hang out and I mean, we hang out for a long time but like I mean a chunk of like three hours in the afternoon <laughs> yes. let's just say right and he would be like blowing up your phone yeah. like constantly and right. if you didn't call him back immediately yeah. you know um he would get really upset and he would like call your house and call yeah. your mom right and like try to track you down <laughs> i think is... you guys on find my friends too and he would like literally like follow you if you see where you've went and like like actually point out like oh you said you were there but actually i can see that you weren't there right i think you're really underplaying yeah yeah no i think i am <laughs> i'm like now you're actually um you're bringing out more things that i probably suppressed but yeah no that's very true and those are all red flags. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. And a lot of it also, I think, stemmed from, like, his own insecurity right. and jealousy. Yeah. You know, like, you're an amazing person. Mm-hmm. You're beautiful. Thank you. And you're talented <laughs> and smart. And yeah. I can't say any of those things for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I mean, let's say I actually like this guy yeah. for like half a second yeah. and he was like kind of on your level for yeah. like maybe like three fourths of a second. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know. It just definitely was unequal. Yeah. I definitely also felt that there was more of a heart tug on his end and he definitely wanted to see me more and it's not that I didn't want to see him it was just more of like me being realistic with the fact that there's a whole bunch of things going on in either of our lives and we should definitely focus on that because if we just are consumed with ourselves then there wouldn't really be much of a life to live outside of that you know and you have to focus on work and your passions and the fact that you're just passionate about a person is wonderful but you also need to be passionate about a lot of things it needs to be a balance and that's that's definitely a key and I feel that the reason why I was in the relationship for so long is because I am that sort of person that wants to be helpful and I didn't want to necessarily um, break his heart I think I wasn't taking into account how much my heart was also being um, how my heart was suffering and how I was not really um, accounting for what I needed yeah and um I definitely can't downplay the fact that I um I made out with someone when we were together and that might have been the whole like where the controlling part comes into and we need to know where you are but at the same time there's a fine line between I don't trust you (laughs) and we can go through with this or like you know like I don't trust you at all we should end the relationship or I know that you made a mistake. Let's go through with this and please just let's keep it so, open. Um, so you made out with this guy. And yeah. Did you tell him about it or he found yes, out? I told him about it. I confess. <laughs> There's an eye roll. <laughs> For what reason? Uh, I mean, <laughs> for why? <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> I think I... I realized in the time, I mean, I knew it was nothing and it was just something in the moment. And I think that I just wanted to assure him because there was no way that he was ever going to find out for sure. Yeah. Um, a similar thing happened with some of my friends. Um, 
back in London where they've been dating long-term relationship for ages Mm -hmm. and one of them cheated cheated on another one of them by making out Mm -hmm. and it was a guy the guy or no it was a girl the girl told her boyfriend and her boyfriend um forgave her and I was away with him and um I asked them, I was like, what, you know, would you have wanted to know? Like, now looking back, Mm -hmm. had a big fight over it. It took tons of, like, rebuilding of trust for them to even semi-get back to where they started. Yeah. And it was like, to her, it's like, no, it didn't mean anything. I wish I didn't tell him. Mm -hmm. I asked her, both of them separately, I asked him, and he was like, I wish you didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's so hard, because you want to be truthful, but then... I think there's always that overthinking jealousy side. And I can't say I would be different either. You know, like if I heard my boyfriend made out with another girl, I'd be like, oh my God, how how many pounds did she weigh? (laughs) (laughs) What a cunt. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely see that. So, yeah, I mean, like it's kind of natural for him to feel like a little bit more jealous after, but it's dramatic. Yes, I, and that's the thing. And I think... Maybe I shouldn't have told them. Maybe I should, but I know the type of person I am, and I would want to know. Right. Um, You're also a very (laughs) free-spirited person. Right. You'll probably want to, like, I don't know, have a threesome with the person. (laughs) Like a field of daisies. you found someone (laughs) for us. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's another um, aspect of it as well, and knowing that. But I guess after figuring that out, that should have been a sign, like, all right, well, I see your reaction, and I see that you have reacted this way, and maybe you should just end it. But, um... I think at the time, my whole, my perception of it was, well, my reputation, it matters after, you know, you break up, you kind of want to still have a good reputation and you want... What do you mean like reputation? Like, um, you don't necessarily, you don't want it to be a sour relationship or a sour breakup. So you want to be like friends with your ex in a way, like, or... Leave or on at a least, good note. yeah, leaving on a good note. It's not like a job referral. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to have a good review at the end of it. <laughs> well, I was taking it as such. That was me in my early twenties, I guess. Um, so, yeah, um, that was something that I can definitely point out to him being that controlling but I think he overplayed it because that went on for months and more like years and and I think after that I said I told him you know this is no longer and I retaliated by doing what I do best (laughs) dropping off the face of the earth and um that also wasn't healthy and I think there was a bit of a power or struggle or tug and pull of like you know who's on top and you know who's really guiding the relationship and that's me that's something that's also toxic and somewhere I know a lot of people say like oh you shouldn't really have like you know do's and don'ts of relationships but somewhere somehow I think people need to just so that you're not like you know if someone's fine with okay the man's in charge and I'm all right with that and that's all right and if someone's saying no I want to be in charge and you see your relationship isn't really headed that way then I think those are the cornerstones that you kind of pick out and say like all right well this is not really what I want can I compromise that on on some level if not move on and I think that moving on part was definitely the, the hardest part of 
being in a toxic relationship because you just don't know when to move on. You don't mm. know. I guess since I was, since it was my first, since it was, I was young, I felt like this is the last time I'll ever have someone in my life. And he definitely cared a lot about me, whether that was love, I don't know. Um, I would say that I see the good in him. I saw the good in him, but it wasn't what I considered um, to have in a boyfriend at the time, and or at least now, maybe yeah. not, maybe at the time I did. But and it wasn't a hundred percent clean break, like you said. It yeah. kind of you tried to break up, right? And then you guys didn't really break up, and still were talking yeah. on a daily basis. Right. And I mean, what eventually stopped it stopped the communication it was like gradual I think it was gradual mm -hmm. um but now we um communicate now, now and again so mm -hmm. it's not necessarily but I it's also more of a I think I'm looking back on it and saying like you know you were good to me at times like you didn't want to make me happy which is great like that's something that um I couldn't necessarily say about my next relationship after that one <laughs> but um it's just interesting how um, standards and expectations kind of are arranged. I can't necessarily say fall, but like they're just arranged in different ways and shows more about myself and like what I'm willing to compromise and what I'm willing to let go. And I think the one thing I definitely wanted to say about this is if you start feeling like you're losing yourself, then that's definitely like the one like, that's the biggest red flag that you can say. Like, maybe you haven't noticed it. Maybe your friends notice it first and, and they don't say anything. But if you start seeing a different person in the mirror than when you first started and you don't like it, then get the fuck out because there's really no reason for you to be in there anymore. And what would you, like, <clears throat> say to a friend, like, if this was happening to a friend now? Would you say anything or would you not? Because I find a lot of people date people that their friends don't like and their friends kind of like they're not going to last that long or yeah. in order to be polite or they feel like they can't say anything because yeah. at the end of the day it doesn't matter what they say you're going to still date them if you yeah. want to date them so yeah would you what would you say if you were that friend i definitely would tell the friend um i've had good friends in my life saying like why are you with him or not necessarily that particular relationship but actually probably that relationship too <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Daily basis. <laughs> all of that is just you know planting seeds and all of these seeds are going to bloom at some ex some point and if you weren't if you didn't say why are you with him and actually try to speak to me and you know get down to my level and my emotional state then I wouldn't have you know gone about it myself and started to actually evaluate myself and see what's really going on and make the break and figure it out and when like family friends strangers <laughs> but actually strangers <laughs> guys don't look good together <laughs> or get the cops called on you um, but what happened yeah. what do you yeah. have to tell that story now um but I yeah when you're like actually yelling in the street and people think that something is about to happen and the cops get pulled on you yeah that's um that's definitely not something that you not healthy not, not healthy um I think another aspect of this as well um being so young maybe youth isn't even an issue or just being a romantic I think that should that should definitely be a factor um 
and you're just automatically thinking about the future and you know where where does this lead you like are you hopeful are you you know are you seeing the world with rose-colored glasses if you are then maybe you should take them off for a second (laughs) 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 because um it's not going to really help anyone out and um yeah because if you're not really doing yourself any you're not doing yourself any favors if you're not you know like that loving beautiful flourished like person that you were when you first met and of course everyone like there's a dating you and then there's you in a relationship but if it's polar opposites then maybe something's happened um right which i think is an important point too that like what you said before where it's important to have interests outside the relationship Yeah, um, I think everyone kind of gets sucked into their first relationship, yeah. and you lose a bit of yourself, even when you're dating someone else. It's yeah. like, or and I'm, you know, you start being interested in things you're not interested in, or yeah. doing things you'd rather not be doing because you love the other person, right. and it's a lot of give and take for sure. And yeah. I, and there's something like really attractive about someone who doesn't need someone else mm-hmm. as well that you are not constantly looking for someone for you know like love or self-worth mm-hmm. uh something i'm still working on mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm saying people are perfect yes but at least i'm self-aware yeah of course that's i mean that's definitely something as well you you should be you need to be self-aware and i think the reason why i even brought up you know there's dating you and there's you in a relationship is because i realized that um in my second relationship i was putting more into the relationship definitely than the other person was but Mm. i was also taking a lot out of myself um i wasn't putting time and care into myself and of course like you know it's it shows to the other person definitely and (laughs) if you need to be reminded to look in the mirror or you know and you look down and you see that oh my gosh man like you know whatever you do to make yourself feel good whether it's going to the spa getting your nails done you know having that me time Mm. if you've cut that out and put that into your relationship that should be one indicator but if you've cut cut that out and you don't see that on the other person's end then that's should be (laughs) a the big the second big flag um but yeah how would you say your second relationship after this one do you think you kind of avoided the toxic toxicity well (laughs) toxicity yeah um no not really um i think i experimented with the whole friends with benefits aspect and that jump that came into being a relationship so that wasn't really a healthy start to begin with in my opinion just Mm -hmm. because it was defined as something else and then it went into another thing but well I mean gosh I should just be from experience not necessarily whether the thing is that when you start becoming physical with a person there is like it's just chemistry in your body you know like you're going to either develop you're going to develop something for the other person and Maybe there are multiple people in your life, so that can offset the whole friends with benefits, so that's great. But if it's just one person, um, well, not great, but it's what it is. But Or maybe it is. I don't know. Never tried. <laughs> maybe I should. Um, but just if you are going into the friends with benefits relationship, you need to probably set boundaries of, okay, like if any of us felt feelings how are we going to move on from there and whether do you want a relationship now or in the future you know kind of just set ground rules um so 
I think that relationship started, yeah, we were friends with benefits, kind of like leaning on the friend side, um, and we enjoyed each other's company for the most part. I think his reasoning for asking me to be his girlfriend was, yeah, I'm kind of interested in this other girl, but, like, my parents, like, they think that I should ask you out or (laughs) something along those lines, yeah. But and that I think that was another indicator of, like, okay, kind of a mama's boy, kind of going to feel like, uh, um, I don't know, like, he's already taken care of or, you know, um this is what women are for, for taking care of either me or men or, you know, whatever sort of... Um, you really have this drawn towards traditional guys for a non-traditional woman. Yeah. Like, guys who have, like, strict, like, ideas of gender roles in their head. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm realizing that now. <laughs> right now, the guess. Yeah. Revelations. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps it can stem from daddy issues, but now I think I've, uh, you know... Um, figure that out. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, it's interesting because... These guys aren't masculine macho dudes either. Well, the last one was, but I think I blew it with that one. But that was for other reasons because I was trying to play a game and I should have just been truthful and honest because I felt like he was trying to be that way with me but didn't really know how to approach it. And that's, you know, just the signs. Um, I mean, it happens. We all yeah. have that person that we think they want to play the game and they don't want to play the yeah. game. But, like, how do you know the difference? Yeah. I, he was playing the game as well. Um, but it's, you know, when to stop or when to continue. And, of course, you should... I Like, the game is always going to be there. And it's what level you want to play it with and, like, what strength. And are you in it for each other? Or are you just trying to make each other jealous? Or how whatever? many lives do you get? Yeah. Like, that's I literally it's a game. Um but it's uh yeah, so that relationship I definitely felt that the sex was great in the beginning. <laughs> I think we can't downplay that. Um No we can't. No. I think um, that's such a factor in like so many shitty relationships that people get into. Yes. Women especially. Yeah. The sex is good. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, worth it. Coming almost every time, basically every time in the beginning and then um yeah, like also figuring out that we have different habits. Like he was definitely a smoker and a drinker and I not really much of a drinker, more so socially. Um, and even if I were to drink, I definitely wouldn't be drinking like like more. He was more of a two to three beers a night kind of person. And I'm more of like a give me a bottle when we're out celebrating. Yeah. You know, um, and that two to three drinks can lead to four or five and you're kind of getting drunk every night and you're pairing that with smoking and can I say what type of herb it was? You can say, you can say weed. (laughs) (laughs) Try to keep this PG, but I guess we've already... This is explicit. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, the warning is going to be there, so like, put as many curses as you can. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and... My habits, I can't, I'm not a saint, probably just, you know, laziness, sloth, but um, that's definitely my deadly sin and lust. Yeah, definitely. Would you say you value, like, sexual compatibility over compatibility of, uh, like, 
I guess, things in common? Silence is deafening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a thought piece. Just, uh, I know. No, like, um, <laughs> I think I'm open to different things. So I would definitely like to be sexually compatible but it depends on you can get both but what do you prefer like what would you put in forefront like someone you have like they both they have the same dietary restrictions you do Mm -hmm. and you can you both love the same tv show and like you know they are into the thing that you're into in school or they're really good at sex but they don't have any of those other stuff i think really good at sex <laughs> yeah I mean, I, think, I mean but this is a relationship so uh, no um I think it has there has to be a balance like it would be great if they liked everything that I liked but I definitely want to learn from the person that I'm with I mm. want to have my mind expanded and whatnot but I want to learn also sexually from him um yeah, like, so, I really like good like sex. Good sex for, is great. For next boyfriend, okay. I guess, what do you what do you look for? Uh, okay, kind of not wanting to look for an ex-boyfriend, but um, I think I'm just looking for someone who probably has the same dietary restrictions as I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just open and willing to like I hope like he knows himself or he has like some sort of self realization of what his um what he wants to work on and perhaps I can assist him with that and maybe he can assist me with what I want to work on personally um at this point I'm just not looking for casualness okay so you're looking for seriousness yeah just because I prefer not to waste my time with Mm -hmm. that um, but also it could be fun. I, I guess I haven't really been casual. Have you ever, like, casually dated? No. No. <laughs> yeah. Does a part of you, like, want to, or you just want to be in an, a serious relationship at this time, like, a good one? Like, one that, like, can be fulfilling to both of you? I th- honestly don't want to be in a relationship right now at the moment. But if I were, like... I think so I need it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think I owe it to myself to casually date. Mm-hmm. Just because... I really haven't, and it will, um, it's a way of learning more about yourself in a casual setting and not really having you, you're not really putting anything up in the forefront and you're not really, um... Yeah, 100. Yeah. Like, I, um, learned a lot about myself through casual dating. I would say I get a lot of confidence from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, you get confidence when you're in a relationship. Someone telling you you're beautiful and amazing all the time, yeah. and like the best person in the world, and like the <laughs> best at sex. So, uh, yeah, of course, you want like the most amazing thing. You're gonna hear the most amazing things from your boyfriend, but you don't really get that when you're single. You kind of forget that you're amazing and you're beautiful, and like I don't, you don't need a man to tell you that, but but like sometimes you do. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because I and um. One of my relationships, I really didn't get that. Like, I got it more from outside sources, which I kind of don't like. Like, it's fine. It's more than fine when your boyfriend's saying, like, oh, you look wonderful today, but I felt like I was giving him more compliments than he was giving me, which I was like, no, that's not happening. No, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, the main part. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you get the confidence from dating, and yeah. also it gives you kind of confidence in speaking about yourself honestly like a little mini interview yeah. and it's um yeah I mean uh, a lot of people 
I don't think view it as that you're in control, but like, especially if you're a woman, but you are also in control. Yeah. Like a lot of things are also predetermined to you and a lot of it is left up to the guy. Um, if they like you, you don't like them, but like it's two people really. <laughs> so I recommend it. And okay. we were supposed to set up your Tinder last week. Oh, we right. didn't. But we'll do that today. No. <laughs> Tinder though. Okay, like for Well, okay, you dating, need to you all right, you need to like tell me this is the thing. I feel like I don't know how to flirt. I feel like I don't know how to do a lot of things until like it's actually happening, but I also don't know how to do it subtly and not be overtly sexual because I think I the easiest part of flirting is just to be very sexual with it do what you want to do you, there's no rules to of being course not. not being sexual like if Tinder's <laughs> promoting that like right but perhaps I would like other things than Oh, no, no, no. I wanted, like, casual dating. Is that what dating is? Just sex? Mm, no, not all the time. <laughs> okay. If you're lucky, yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm a grandma. Going, getting back out in the scene. Um, um, it's it's whatever you want it to be. Okay. Tinder just could be a hookup app if you want it to be a hookup app, or it could be a dating casually going on one or two, three dates. Okay. Before you even kiss or make out or, you know, hook up all three different very different things but how do you get to know somebody you message them yeah but like what questions do you ask um you ask i mean usually the guy messages first um but you can also message first i like messaging first Mm -hmm. um i have like a go-to line which i won't say just in case anyone (laughs) listens to it but it's um it's like very like like did I even say it before? I've, I don't even know. I think I probably did in a previous episode, so I'll say it again. Okay. It's like, um, are you intimidated when a woman messages first? Okay. Yeah. Um, so it kind of makes them want to reply. Because right. if they it's don't, they're winning. They are intimidated. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like a blanket one. And four out of five guys message back. Um, but you can, like, choose a random thing to say to them. Yeah. Literally... I've heard if you just even write hey and a guy is interested in you, they yeah. will find something to right. reply back to that. Okay. You know? Um, and sometimes, like, they're really hot, and then you start talking to them, you're like, wow, they're boring, and then just you just stop. Yeah. There's, like, stops both ways. Sometimes you get bored. Um, the top reasons of why someone does not respond back to your message is... Uh, one, they match with someone they're more interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, they had a closer look at your profile and they realized they're not interested in you anymore. Mm-hmm. Or three, the conversation just is not working. Yeah. All those are bad things to happen to somebody, but those are the top three reasons why someone doesn't message you back first. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's kind of like rejection on a daily basis, yeah. but it's also rejection that you don't get immediately. You yeah. know, it's not like you're going up to someone in a bar and you yeah. hit on them and they say yes or no. Like right. that is more terrifying to me. I think to, also to a lot of people. Also, I have such a hard time <laughs> going out and meeting people in real life. I because, think that's what I would prefer to do, though. I mean, pro- yeah. possibly, probably, <laughs> yes. Um, what I like about it is especially dating around the area that we live in yeah there's a lot of people that live around us that we've never met before yeah um that's kind of crazy you know yeah. you think of how long we've lived here right. and then 
how many people that we know and they know. We definitely have one or like one shared connection right. or more than that. Yeah. Um, but maybe we just never crossed paths. Right. I mean, we have, and we just never looked twice. Yeah. You know, like it just happens. Um, like it's just a way to yeah. meet someone you maybe you wouldn't have. Right. Would, yeah. I can see the appeal in that aspect then. Um, and for casual dating and for casual sex, it's super fun. Okay. I'll try. I'll have to try it out. I don't know how long. <laughs> Honestly, just I will help you create a profile. So we'll set that up and okay. <laughs> we'll get back to the listeners. But, All right. Um, yeah. So that's where you're at currently right now. Yes. Um, but I think this has given me an opportunity of figuring out what I want. Yeah, it's kind of put me in a place where I'm evaluating myself and feeling, yeah, you know, like I am beautiful. I am someone worthy of being in a relationship. Um, definitely after getting out of the first toxic relationship, I felt unstable. Um, I felt like... Um, I don't know, like my whole my whole life had come crumbling down, but it's kind of, it's more intense than, or more exaggerating than it actually was, of course, looking back on it. But I guess you don't really realize how toxic the relationship is until after you get out of it. And then now you're trying to pick up the pieces of yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you're trying to realize that how far along you've gone and how far along you've been pulled out of your initial state your first you know your um like how you were before the relationship happened would you say like right now this is the longest you've been single like by yourself not dating a guy no 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 not at all i i that's why i was saying this because after that relationship i think it was a year after i was um involved in another relationship so I felt like I couldn't be loved anymore like I wasn't worthy I would call from time to time the ex and say like you know what's something that you didn't like about me what could I improve on about myself and kind of like in desperate need I'm like why aren't I finding anyone but of course I wasn't putting myself out there like I should have been but I think it was more about me and my mental state at that moment than anything else. But I think for anyone who's in a toxic relationship that's gotten out, definitely go to friends or dogs or whomever you feel most comfortable and, you know, how whomever really makes you feel like yourself and kind of get into that and your hobbies that <laughs> develop hobbies if you don't have any um really focus on yourself i think there's a lot of me time that should take place everyone on some level is worthy of love and i think that's something that you might not realize even though someone claims to have loved you i think actions definitely speak louder than words and it's kind of like a double-edged sword like oh well he does love me like you know he did give me flowers and would buy me things and everything but like were you comfortable with how much attention you were getting or you know were you uh, comfortable with how he was speaking to you whether it was verbally and you know like I don't really want to bring up abuse or anything but was there any sort of emotional or you know like that all of that definitely plays into a person's well-being and if any of that is destroyed then it is not good no and it definitely takes a lot of rebuilding and i'm glad you touched upon the abuse because it i mean there's definitely a type of like emotional abuse um but then also like 
physical abuse as well, yeah. which obviously, I mean, you didn't have, but right. other women do, which yes. is more clear cut of like what's going wrong yeah. and not wanting to feel like they could speak out and, you know, like getting out of it is really hard. Yeah. And once you do, there's definitely a lot of growth you're going to have to do. Right. Um, and self-love. Right. And that's just like focusing on you really. And like, that's kind of like good blanket advice for everyone who's like single and looking mm-hmm. like, don't look too hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's definitely something to be said with just knowing how to be on your own. And realizing that it's not, like, that much of a scary place if you want to take a vacation on your own or just have a little me time. I think we, for the most part, covered everything we wanted to talk about. Any, like, last words for the listeners? Anything? I don't know. It got a bit somber there. (laughs) Uh, Let's pick it up with something. Like, any millennial? Do you, boo? No. (laughs) (laughs) But also... Give yourself... I would, I would say time to heal and like process yeah. and don't feel like you need to jump into a relationship or relationship to relationship. Yeah. Um, casual date. If that's what you genuinely want, yeah. don't do it to make yourself feel better. Yeah. You know, I would say if you're a hundred percent secure in your feelings of yeah. self-worth, that's when you should be casually dating to no ends of having, finding a boyfriend. Yeah. Cause that is liberating and fun. Um, but don't date a string of dates or a string of guys just to find your next boyfriend and yeah that's yeah, yeah that's and definitely boyfriend re- is a very uh amazing secure title and it should not be given away to anyone yeah your virginity fine but like <laughs> <laughs> like um, it takes a lot for me to consider a guy to be boyfriend material yeah. or to be someone I would re- really want to date yeah um I also would say be conscious of the rebound as well whether that's so after toxic relationship yeah like what you're saying like don't jump into another relationship immediately and let because there's definitely a lot of growth great i'm just echoing what you just said yeah just fear <laughs> of the rebound or like a consciousness of the rebound so are um are you gonna go on tinder god um i really don't see i this is you know what when i feel secure in myself to go on tinder Sure. You know, maybe I will. Maybe I will because I just haven't had good experiences. I've done it. He, I've done it in different locations, and I feel like I haven't really gotten anything. But have you done in this location? Yeah. Well, I can I can also great sex here. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yes. <laughs> maybe we can go to a more populous area, which is close by, and see how that works out for us. I mean, you can change your location of Tinder. Anyway. Oh, you can. Oh, yeah. oh yes, you can. That's right. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll we'll figure out where he lands on the online dating. Yeah. Go to www.notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com. I'll leave us a review on iTunes. Submit your questions. Submit a voicemail. And uh, we'll talk next week. Mm-hmm.